Welcome to the Intersection Magazine podcast. This week we are in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, a very lovely looking location for our breakthrough attorneys. And our guest is Kevin Biro, a senior partner at Breakthrough Attorneys. Um, I found his contact browsing the internet. Um, I also found a, an event that he had hosted with his team. And there was a, a lot of excitement around his leadership and some of the work that they've done. And we're interested in talking about um, uh, reg regulation, as well as, of course, um, general the general uh, uh, area of the law regarding innovation, ecosystems, startups. We're interested in exploring the idea about how um, you know two startups, for example, that have a similar idea can merge, for example, or maybe one startup that is a little bigger than the other can think about in terms of uh, uh, an, an acquisition. So those general ideas, I think, were, this is what we're going to be discussing today. Um, so we hope you guys enjoy this, um, this brief interview. Thank you. So um, tell us a little bit about um, Breakthrough Attorneys. Uh, thank you, Nicholas. Um, Breakthrough Attorneys is a, a full-service law firm. Um, okay. It is uh, focusing on the areas of corporate commercial uh, in the sense that we assist businesses, investments um, um, on matters of uh, corporate regulation, governance, corporate commercial deals, transactions, and tax combined together. So we are a, about nine a year, years old. Mm. We have branches in Dodoma and Zanzibar as well. Okay. We have about six full-scale departments, each headed and supervised by uh, independent partners. Yeah. Okay. Um, arbitration, taxation, and project management? Yeah. Okay. Um, Tell us a little bit about, uh, I suppose one, one of the reasons why I was interested in talking to you was finding out a little bit more what uh, regulation looks like for maybe uh, in an area like maybe cryptocurrencies, um, you know, or general, what, the, what, what do the laws look like for, for, for uh, startups, blockchain, okay. um, yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, so in a manner of speaking, like I said, uh, as breakthrough attorneys, we are really active in terms of the corporate commercial department in the innovation and uh, uh, startup space in Tanzania. Mm -hmm. I would uh, simply say that perhaps we are the leading law firm, okay. if not among the leading law firms. Um, mm -hmm. We are working with multiple players in the ecosystem. We work with about five incubators. Okay. We work with the UN in terms of startups and innovation. We are sitting as members in Silicon Zanzibar. Okay. We are the ones setting the Funguo, uh, Funguo space in Tanzania. Okay. Yes, also assisting Ifakara Innovation Hub. We work with the Tanzanian Startup Association. So we're very active in that space. Mm. With regards to the regulation, in general, uh, it's safe to say mostly the startup ecosystem is not regulated in Tanzania. Okay. And the approach has always been a very cautious approach by the government to regulate the area. Mm. And um, in a manner of speaking, um, few and different spaces and pockets of 
uh, fields in the startup ecosystem mm. have started being regulated. Mm. I would say the fintech sector okay. has uh, leapt forward as their pioneer in terms of the BOT recently releasing the regulatory sandbox for fintechs. Yes. Um, with regards to the crypto, mm. it remains at large and regulated okay. and the government is still insisting recently just gave again a statement with regards to how unregulated the crypto space is okay. and actually reiterating its stance that um, people that are partaking in that space are doing so at their own peril mm -hmm. and the government will not necessarily be accountable or necessarily protect them. Okay. Yeah, but again I'll say um, we are seeing more efforts with the government to venture into other areas. Mm -hmm. I'll say the data protection regime mm -hmm. which coincides with a lot of the technology and the innovation space. Most startups mm -hmm. depend on data. Data mm -hmm. is their goal. Mm -hmm. So now with the regulation on the data protection and privacy, mm -hmm. we are seeing now more and more that attitude. But also the Capital Markets and Security Authority, which is a regulator on the side of, of securities and, market and capital markets, mm -hmm. is also now venturing forward. We have seen the recently the they actually circulated their draft guidelines for crowdfunding. Mm -hmm. So you see that is a, a massive state for startups, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to funding. Um, recently again, the BOT, uh, it gave its fin FinScope, mm -hmm. state of finance in the country mm -hmm. and funding. Mm -hmm. And you see some of the segments related with startups. It shows availability of funding for startups, where, mm -hmm. how, challenges, etc. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about it is that the FinScope uh, report by the BOT, mm -hmm. uh, Bank of Tanzania, mm -hmm. correlates and reflects the similar finding by the Tanzania Startups Association report with regards to these matters. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about the law regarding, for example, like, say a company like Otani wants to come in and operate in uh, Tanzania, or like maybe a company from Uganda wants to come in to operate in the fintech space in Tanzania? Mm -hmm. What's the procedure? Mm -hmm. Okay, um, the law is really friendly with regards to a company that come, wants to come in. Mm -hmm. So the choices with, between the company and how it actually wants to regulate, I mean to be regulated, mm -hmm. it can register as a new company in Tanzania, mm -hmm. but it can also register as, uh, as a branch. Mm -hmm. The only thing is the, um, is the exposure mm -hmm. of the HQ company in Tanzania if it registers a subsidiary mm -hmm. regarding to other compliance issues mm -hmm. such as uh, tax as mm -hmm. well as regulatory licenses mm -hmm. because when you register a company it means um, and as a branch mm -hmm. it means um, the affairs mm -hmm. information and people behind the company and the HQ mm -hmm. uh, and the source country mm -hmm. will also be subjected to review and vetting here mm -hmm. in the country mm -hmm. so those are the considerations that uh, a person can once wanting to register a company here yeah. would do but again the the space is uh, is open you can see many companies that are coming from outside registering here startups you see Flutterwave, mm. Airpay from India mm. yes mm. they're startups and they are scaling up okay. to this jurisdiction mm. yeah thank you very much mm. um, I recently heard that there's a, I don't know how true this is, but there's a university from India mm -hmm. that wants to come in and open a space in Zanzibar mm -hmm. or collaborate at least with Zanzibar that mm -hmm. they requested uh, space mm -hmm. 
for operation and they're, they're, they're thinking about coming to Zanzibar. Is this true? Have you heard about this? Yeah, I have. Um, like I said, we have a branch in Zanzibar and we are very active in Zanzibar, I would say. Mm. Um, um, sitting in the Silicon, uh, sitting in Silicon, let me start afresh. Um, with regards to that information, mm. It relates and is born out of a Silicon Zanzibar initiative. Okay. I'm not sure if you know about that. So, mm. Silicon Zanzibar initiative is an initiative to create Zan or to establish Zanzibar mm. as a major technological hub in Africa, mm. whereby uh, tech technocrats, tech tech investors mm. can actually freely move to and go through Zanzibar. When um, if, in terms of their businesses, okay. um, as we are speaking, there are more than 150 tech companies that wants to migrate to Zanzibar under oh, that initiative. Okay. So the information that you've had is, of course, uh, true that mm. there is a university that is interested mm. to actually uh, be a part of the Silicon Zanzibar initiative by actually uh, <coughs> by actually. Uh, uh, being nurtured and lodge itself within the Fumba uh, space okay. and uh, create um, a work, I mean a workforce mm. source mm. for all these companies and the Tanzania community in general for technology. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I, I believe when time is right, mm. um, the public will, will, will let, will know uh, which university this is, but it's a very old and renowned university. Okay. Thank you so much for the work you've done in this space. Um, um, I guess we talked about uh, uh, some of the laws regarding mergers and um, uh, acquisitions. Um, what about exits? Yeah, so now that is one of the biggest challenges that we have. Mm. Number one, in terms of mergers and acquisitions, we one of the biggest outcry that we have in the innovation space mm -hmm. is with regards to the low threshold of reporting notification of mergers and acquisitions. Mm -hmm. um, it's around 3.5 billion mm -hmm. T-shillings. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the startup space, mm -hmm. this, is, this is a small amount of money. Okay. Um, two startups, merge, I mean merging, mm -hmm. can definitely reach on that, or, I mean on that, uh, I mean can reach on that um, threshold. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it defeats the entire purpose of what a fair competition major is. Mm -hmm. It's all about disrupting the competition. Mm -hmm. But can startups really disrupt the competition? Mm -hmm. it's, startups are startups. Mm -hmm. And um, further, our national, um, our national uh, um, uh, small and medium enterprises policy mm -hmm. states that SMEs mm -hmm. are those companies that have capital up to 10 billion Tanzanian shillings. Okay. So if an SME and a startup is lower than an SME, mm -hmm. how can they disrupt competition? Mm -hmm. So these two policies and the law, mm -hmm. they're colliding. Okay. Ideally, we've been calling for the start, I mean, for notification threshold of measures to be pushed higher okay. to something like 20 billion or something. Mm -hmm. Kenya is almost 20 billion Tanzanian shillings. Mm -hmm. The idea here is create a space mm -hmm for startups to actually merge mm -hmm. um, so that they can, uh, without much uh, uh, undue reliance or need 
to comply with unnecessary regulations. Um, uh, what, what we're trying to also say here is that um, when you, uh, I mean, when you sub, uh, I mean, when you subject startups to a lot of uh, to a lot of uh, regulatory and compliance, mm -hmm. you suffocate them from growth. Mm -hmm. And um, when you find out, I mean, that in this era of startup and the ecosystem, um, the key element of growth mm -hmm. includes synergies and spillovers. Mm -hmm. And more regulations mm -hmm. uh, that we are seeing currently discourages synergies and regular, I mean, I mean, and spillovers to be used because at the end of the day, spillovers will result into restrictive agreements, etc., which are core, I mean, key things in antitrust and competition laws. Synergies, that's major acquisitions. So startups will, will deal more and more at arm's length, which actually will discourage innovation in the long run. So that's one thing that we are saying. But secondly, mm -hmm. is the question with regards to market exit. Mm -hmm. um, market exit also discourages inflow of capital in the country because at the end of the day, most investors and VC mm -hmm. is discouraged from coming into the country because going out is difficult when they sell or when, they, or when the business doesn't make sense at mm -hmm. some point. Mm -hmm. So it takes a long time to, to exit the market. Mm -hmm because of, uh, again, compliance issues with regards to winding up companies. And uh, in a man of speaking, most companies will take about, will take about minimum eight months, but most companies to wind down will take up to two to three years. And key among these is tax. Tax has been the biggest issue, the biggest hurdle an obstacle when it comes to winding up companies. Okay. A company is dead, but the taxman still wants his tax. Mm -hmm. Who is to pay? Mm -hmm. So our regime needs to understand, especially in the tax, uh, I mean the startup space, mm -hmm. that when a company is dead, it's dead. Mm -hmm. So to actually facilitate it, the speed of exiting the market mm -hmm. is one key factor as well for investors to come in the country. It's not only about the early investment stage or the operation stage, but also the market exit stage. It's important for it to be, yeah. Uh, in terms of Zanzibar, um, what, what makes it, uh, when I was doing my research, for example, the first thing that came to my mind is, of course, yeah. I, this idea of digital nomads. Okay. Uh, I see Zanzibar as a very attractive place, yes. uh, you know, beauty-wise, the beaches and whatever. But, uh, the history, the history, and all that kind of information. But um, do you have? Uh, uh, is there something that makes Zanzibar attractive in terms of taxation? Is there, uh, you know, is there a, a, a plus for 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 me as a company if I say I'm going to establish my headquarters in Zanzibar? Is there, there tax breaks? You know, is it those kinds of things? Yeah. In, 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 first of all, tax is a union matter in mm. general. Mm. However, Zanzibar has a sub-mandate mm. to create uh, certain uh, conducive areas because some taxes are more municipal mm. rather, uh, rather than national. Mm. So Zanzibar can also create those conducive environment for, for investors that are coming there. Mm. But what I can say is, under the Silicon Zanzibar Initiative, mm -hmm. there are calls that we have made mm -hmm. for purpose of tax review to 
support the Silicon Zanzibar initiative and then to subsequently bolster the investment uh, environment for tech companies because mm -hmm. Silicon Zanzibar is specifically for tech mm -hmm. and we are calling for, for that. Now, um, with regards to tax breaks, etc., reliefs, mm -hmm. there will be many. I cannot speak of them right now because it's mm -hmm. under consideration, mm -hmm. but there will be many and what we're trying to create is um, a similar, uh, it's not necessarily a tax haven, mm -hmm. but rather a tax the tax reliefs mm -hmm. that are key mm -hmm. to first um, invite capital, mm -hmm. but also to assist mm -hmm. the company to be uh, incubated companies with, under the initiative to grow fast without mm -hmm. unnecessary uh, over complying. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Felix from Kotanipay, do you have a few questions or maybe some comments regarding what you do yourselves? Not really, and I, I think you know we have learned a lot uh, today on on the state of regulation in Tanzania. Um, in my field, which is uh, blockchain fintech, we are we are venture backed, and we are now live in four countries, looking to um, open up in Rwanda and Tanzania, and hopefully work together with uh, breakthrough. Um, we, we are seeing positive developments uh, in South Africa in regards to crypto regulation and blockchain regulation. They uh, launched recently an opening for such entities to register themselves uh, mm -hmm. for a virtual asset service provider license, mm -hmm. which is the same kind of license we see in uh, Singapore and uh, Dubai and some of these jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. um, Botswana was the first country actually to, to launch this virtual asset service provider license. Mm -hmm. uh, in the case of Kenya, they, they have gone on to regulate um, crypto assets, which means that now uh, to some extent, crypto assets are recognized by law. It's under something called the Finance Bill, although it's controversial uh, in the sense that it's taxing 3% on transfers. So the, the community at least is seeking clarity because tax should be at least capital gains uh, uh, kind of tax. But that's also a positive development. I've seen Uganda sort of like taking a similar step and wanting to tax a uh, similar percentage as Kenya is currently doing. So I'm sure that, you know, with uh, Tanzania, we will see this uh, growth very soon. And, you know, this was a very, very informative session. Thank you. Thank you very much, Buonambiro. Uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for the work you do at Breakthrough Attorneys and for sparing your moments to talk uh, with us. Thank you very much. Thank you, Nicholas. Thank you.